Holidays to everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was incredible, Victoria. Well, you're so kind. It was done literally. It was done in my basement with my husband on the guitar. That's that's what it was before we came to the studio. So, and if anybody's wondering what we're talking about, no, that beginning was not Christina Aguilera. It was not Mariah Carey. Oh, you're so kind. And it was not Diana Ross. That was one, the one and only Victoria Stilwell. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Dang, girl, you that can was, sing. Oh, well, no, you know what? Um, we're going to be doing some maybe other songs uh, in the new year, 2012. But I thought I'd do a little <laughs> bit of a... Uh, a little Silent Night, Holy Night, which, of course, is my favorite Christmas song, oh. as well as my daughter's. This is what I sing to her as a lullaby to go to bed. So. I don't know. I've always been partial to um, Little Drummer Boy, the David Bowie version. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But my gosh, you have to sing more. I think now we need to get rid of all this stuff. And now you're just going to sing the Furry Fact intro, sing the Hot Topic intro, sing the... Don't you think? Do you What do you think? Email topic? us, podcast at Positively.com. Should Victoria do all the music on the show? Yes or no? Please let us know. You're very That's kind, amazing. Holly. Will you do more? Do you have other stuff that you can well, do? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, really where my strength lies is more sort of... Um, Broadway. Country. Oh. But I, then I do do Broadway. Country. Country Little stuff. girl from England, all the way from England mm-hmm. does country. <laughs> I can do. And you know what? My husband is a, obviously a great musician and a great singer too. So when we sing together, it's it's beautiful. And oh. I much prefer, I don't really like singing by myself. I much prefer singing with somebody else. Okay, so, so do a duet next I time. I would love to do a duet. Do you have a favorite tune, like a favorite song, something you love to sing? Angel from Montgomery. Don't we sing that? My husband's here. He's looking at me, going, I don't want to sing. Oh, yeah. Um, the Alison Krauss song. I sang for my sister's wedding. Oh, nice. And it was, um, you when you say nothing at all. Oh. You say it best when you say nothing at all. Oh, I like it's that. It's amazing how you can see right to my heart. You are good at country. Without saying a word, you light up the dark. That kind of keep thing. going i'm like okay no i don't think i can remember any let's words. not do the podcast let's just have victoria <laughs> sing this is like kumbaya hour this would be great i was always you know i really never I, I i did a lot of west end i did a lot of cabaret stuff but i was never really good at standing on a stage and doing an audition which i used to have to do so much when i was younger and i remember i went for an audition for hair the mm, musical mm-hmm. in London love in it. the West End and wow. I got up on the stage and I was going to sing Black Velvet that song I love that song Black Velvet that's okay. my favorite karaoke right. song 
Ooh, well, I was a bad karaoke singer <gasps> on that day. Really? What it was awful. And of course, I looked apart. I was very skinny and I kind of hippie and I had this huge hair that was coming out at right angles. You know, I'd frizzed it and everything. I thought, yeah, I'm going to get this. It's going to be easy. Did not nail it. They were like, next. What happened? Were you like, <laughs> what, what, what? I just got, I, I think, I, well, you know where it goes? Black velvet on a mm-hmm. little girl's smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I cracked. Because oh, oh. <laughs> of the nerves, the sheer nerves. Yeah. There you are. You're on this huge stage all by yeah. yourself, and you've got these people you can't really see because there's lights in your head, in your face. Uh, and sitting out in the auditorium, we're like, "What's your name?" Uh, uh, they're not even Victoria looking at you. Victoria Stillwell. What are you going to sing? Black Velvet. What? Black Velvet. Uh. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go. Did you do it a cappella? No, no, there's a pianist there, a long-suffering pianist. So you have to go up, you have to go up on the stage, and you you hand your your music to the pianist, who says, "What key are you singing it in?" Say, "I'm singing it in the key of C." Okay, uh, um, or you get a pianist that says, "I can't play it in that key." Oh, but of God. course, seeing it in the right kind of key is very important because that's how you've practiced it. But um, no, the pianist did well. It was just I was terrible. <laughs> Oh my God, and that's my biggest nightmare. You know, I have terrible stage fright, so I think I would die. And, and believe it or not, I was I was a theater major in college. But no, know, I could believe that. It's awful. It's awful. Awful. I used to bomb auditions left and right. But you know what? I'm so scared. I knew I was going to get the Buddy Holly audition. I walked out on that stage. I went to see Buddy, the Buddy Holly story, which was a musical about Buddy Holly that ran on the West End for 15 years. Wow. It was went to Broadway too. Has mm-hmm. done numerous tours. Came here of, in Atlanta last year. Oh yep, it had numerous tours of um, of America and of Britain. It's in Australia, South Africa. I mean everywhere. It's a mm-hmm. fabulous show. That's where I met my husband. He played Buddy Holly, uh, and that was 13 years ago now. And um, I I said I went to go see the show with my mum when I was about 17, and I said to mum, I said. I'm going to be in that show one day, Mum. So when I walked out on that stage, it was the second time I would audition for it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to get this damn show. I'm going to get this. It was part. the second time you auditioned for Buddy Holly? or For just... Buddy Holly. Oh. Yeah, it was the second time. They'd already seen me, I think, a couple of years before, but hopefully they didn't remember who I was. <laughs> so then I came out on the stage and I sang. What did I sing? Um, um, oh, God, I forgot what I sang. But but it was a, it was a great kind of blues song and... Um, no, it wasn't Son of a Preacher Man. It was, anyway, it was a great song. Mm-hmm. And I nailed it. Yeah, so you know when you, you know when you nailed it. I knew when I walked off that stage, I got it, but still they didn't call me for two weeks. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So were you dying? Did you think, oh, I thought I had that. I thought I had it, but I didn't, oh, no, my God, what happened? I don't look that right. I look, I'm terrible. I'm the worst actor in the world. I can't sing. <laughs> and then the phone, and every single time that phone rings, you think, oh, my gosh, that's them. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And you get very angry when it's anybody else. And then the phone rings and you got it. Wow. Your whole world changed. My whole world changed overnight. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And you know, you wonder, it's, it's so tough because you're constantly being judged, constantly mm-hmm. being judged for how you look, how you sound. And it may not be that it's terrible. You're just not right for the part. You don't, you know, it's this awful. This is my experience, Holly, right? How you look. First of all, I went in pretty demure and I thought this time, all right, I'm going to give them S-E-X. <laughs> so I padded out my bra a little bit. And one sometimes needs help in that area. Oh, I understand. You know, and I put on some really tight, sleek clothes. And I thought, that's it. There are men. There's a director and a, ma- and a musical director. They're both male. I'm going to go for S-E-X. And I did. Man, and that's how I got my job. Hey, any way possible, you got to do it. <laughs> my husband's shaking his He's head, laughing. but you have no idea, honey. I, that, that's the way it's that's the, sometimes the way it's going to be. Hey, yeah, you've got to have talent. Yeah. 
But you also not gotta, always. You also got to try and look. Not always. <laughs> I mean, not saying that you don't. I'm just saying that the reality is, you know, there's some. There's plenty of singers who look the part and they groom them, but they surely couldn't Britney Spears sing like, uh, you know, Britney Spears, somebody who had talent. Look, I was a little white girl from Wimbledon <laughs> and I'm going for the part of a Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah, that's a little odd, but you did. You did so well. So I got to hot it up a little bit, dye my hair. I love it. I got it. Anyway. Nice. Very cool. Anyway, uh, so let's see. This week has been a, a relatively easy week, right? Yeah, we've all hanging out, getting ready. Are you totally done for the holidays, no, I, there's still there's still things that I need to do. Um, but I love it because you know, like you have less than a day. I know that it's okay. <laughs> I always do my final wrapping on Christmas Eve. That's right. And have you been good? Is has Alex been good? Santa's Alex, coming. Alex has been good, and I think Santa's. Well, we hope Santa's going to come. We put cookies out for Santa. We put carrots for the reindeer for Rudolph. Very very important. Um, and we, we've cleaned both chimneys. Nice, good. So well, both chimneys are clean now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll be able to fit. I've heard he's <laughs> eaten quite a lot this year. So hopefully he'll be able to fit down there. And um, Alex is elf as well. Do you know about elf on the shelf? I do. I love elf yeah. on the shelf. Alex has an elf called Red Eye. Like it. And Red Eye's been around for a couple of years. And the reason why he's called Red Eye is because when the elf first started visiting Alex, Uh, I was always to and from Los Angeles and she would always hear myself and my husband say, oh, honey, I'll be coming back on the red eye. So that's why she called her elf red eyes, because her mummy's always coming back from L.A. (laughs) on the red eye. That's really sad. It is sad. That's how I first learned about Elf on a Shelf was here a couple of years ago at your house. I didn't know what it was. My husband and I are childless. We're we're dogful. And and so I didn't know. But I will tell you that... um, we pulled out the Christmas, I'm Jewish, we pulled out the Christmas tree, or Sean calls it the Hanumas bush, whatever. It's a white tree <laughs> with blue ornaments. And um, and every year he said, this year he's like, you know, you've been traveling a lot. And I said, where is Santa going to put my presents? So um, we have it up and I'm all ready. Yes. And I have this year, I got organic carrots for the reindeer. You did? <laughs> yes, I did. I organic. like that. You yes. see, you're a child at heart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And um, I've done all my my holiday shopping so we'll see how it goes good well for the brits that don't know about elf on the shelf um it's it's santa's <gasps> elves they don't have it over there no um, quick let's bring it we'll okay. make millions <laughs> i know i know elf uh, uh, what happens is that santa has elves that he sends out to kids homes and um the kids leave out crackers or cookies or whatever their elf likes and uh, if the elf basically comes and checks on the kid that the kid is behaving well you know, and reports back to Santa. Mm-hmm. But elves are kind of naughty. So every night, Red Eye makes mischief. The elf makes mischief. And like, it could be anything like getting into the pantry. And wasn't in the he morning, in your refrigerator? Yeah, drinking beer, you know. <laughs> or or he gets himself up onto the fan in our family room and he turns the fan on and he's worrying around as Alex wakes up in the morning <laughs> and she goes and sees her elf that's worrying around. on the. I mean, he is crazy. Red Eye is crazy. Uh, he, so he, he gets everywhere. And sometimes he likes to put himself as an ornament on the Christmas tree. Oh, he's just resting. He, yeah. So, you, you know, know what? great wanna, hilarity. Okay, if you're going to get me a present, I would like an on the shelf <laughs> so we'll how to fun is that there's a lot in my house to get into so you know you what would i have a great time in my house you know what i what i love um 
Alex has been having great fun and great play dates, and um, one of her best friends is um, Mila Vine, and she is um, she is Jewish, and she told me all about Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. So we were having this big chat about Hanukkah, and um, and I, you know, I must never forget, and I don't think Alex should ever forget that, you know, there is people celebrate different holidays in different ways. So mm-hmm. not everybody is going to be celebrating Christmas. Right. That there are a lot of kids in her school that are going to be celebrating Hanukkah or um, celebrating a totally different festival. And I think that's really important for children too. Absolutely. So we were having a great discussion about Hanukkah versus Christmas. And Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were in the midst of Hanukkah right now. You are? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up, it was kind of nice because, you know, Santa didn't want to leave us out, which was really nice of him. So he would um, actually leave us gifts, but we didn't have a tree growing up. So he would, he was very creative and he was very inventive. He would leave it on the front hall. Uh, bench. So we all knew where to go. And um, we did have Hanukkah and, you know, there's eight nights of Hanukkah. So what my mom would do, which was fantastic, is she would get eight presents and each of us would have our own bag of presents or box of presents. Some would be big, some would be little, you know, it would be a, a, you know, cheap little gift or a big gift, a more expensive gift. And you would, you know, get to pick which one you wanted to open one night and you'd shake them and you feel them and you decide, you know, it was like that anticipation and the excitement and it was awesome. And, um, I love that. I love that uh, holiday. So my nephew, who's going to be two in March, hasn't yet, but Auntie Holly is ready. I've got the box already with the Hanukkah gifts coming next year, so he better look out. Awesome. Um, but I do want an Elf on the Shelf because um, <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story about Elf on the Shelf. So one of my neighbors has an Elf on the Shelf, and they're dog people too, and they've got two kids. And um, yeah, well, you know, the Elf on the Shelf took the dog bed, so the dog decided that the Elf was going to pay for it. So when she woke up in the morning, it was like ah. <laughs> She comes running down with some energy. She's like, Toby has the elf in his mouth. It was terrible. The elf was fine. Just for anybody who's wondering, the elf was fine. The, the elf's hair will grow back. And elves are really remarkable. They can get around without one foot. Um, <laughs> the elf on a shelf. So I promise to keep cashmere away from my elf on a shelf. Anyway. All right, Holly, your wish is going to come true. Yes, that in an advent calendar, only because I don't. I know it doesn't mean anything to me in my religion personally, but there's chocolate inside what I've learned. So I'd like an advent calendar too, please. Put that on the list for next year. Anyway, um, oh, so we have a special, special oh, we guest. Do. And we I don't want to do. waste any more time because I've got so much to ask this person. <laughs> I can't even begin. So let's go get her from the green room. Hey, Victoria, give me a fascinating furry fact. The aggressive bark is... Uh, thanks for that, I guess. I know what you're thinking. Crazy people. Crazy dog. Did you provoke her? What did you do? Did you pinch her or something? Got anything else? A dog's shoulder blades are unattached to the rest of the skeleton to allow greater flexibility for running. Hmm. I guess that's why when you see them, you can sort of see their shoulder blades move as they run. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Always good to give a massage over their shoulder blades because they do hold a lot of tension like humans. Oh, good to know. When, when my dog starts giving me massages too, then... <laughs> Anyway, so we introduce this very special guest. I'll let you do the honors because this person is probably one of the most important people in your life, huh? She is because she's the reason why I'm here. It is my mother, Bernie Stilwell. (laughs) Welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. (laughs) Isn't that English accent wonderful? I'm telling you, I, my husband... 
is in love with you. We, we, we met your mom a couple of weeks ago and, um, or last week, well, I don't even know time. And he just cannot get over. She's charming. She's cute. She's sweet. I love her accent. I, we could listen to you talk all day long. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I'm pleased. No, I, I, it always surprises me that Americans actually do love the, the English accent. Um, well, I think when, especially because when I go, yeah, we've, I, we've done a lot of shopping, Mum and I have, this last week. <laughs> and have. every store that we go into, yeah, the people like my show and that's great. But then they're like, oh, we love your accent. <laughs> and of course, they don't say it when I'm there, but when you're there, Mums, they do. Well, your accent is, I mean, you do, you're slightly American sometimes, but yes, uh, yes no, no, we, well, well I'm, I'm very pleased that people do like our accents and uh, yes, we, we love being English or British, I suppose we should call it. You sound like the Queen. Oh, oh, dear. oh good, good. <laughs> you yes. know what? I might have to have you leave a voicemail message for me so when people call, they get a voicemail and you'd be the Queen of England. Everyone oh, would I think don't... that the Queen left a message. <laughs> oh, I don't mind that, yes. Well, I think it's called a, a sort of a, a London accent. Uh, yes. yes, we do have many varieties of, of accents or dialects in, in England. But as I was sort of brought up in London, I suppose I have uh, I do have a London accent. And so is Victoria, really. She, she sometimes, uh, you know, sounds a little bit of American. It comes in every now and then. Otherwise, we're, <laughs> we, we are very English. Very, or I suppose very we should say British, actually. Yes, yes. we're very British. Well, so yes. how long have you been here in the States now in visiting Atlanta? Oh, uh, the, well, this is about my ninth day, about nine days. I'm going home on Sunday. Oh, have you had yes. fun? Have you, what have you been doing? Well, we've been, well, coming to see my granddaughter, which is lovely, uh, wonderful. And we've been, yes, doing some shopping, uh, <laughs> which is, oh my goodness me. Um, it's, it's, these the shops are, are, uh, you, you, they're so big and you've got so much to choose from. And I suddenly realized that we bought one or two couple of jackets I have. I am not sure how I'm going to get them back. See, I told <laughs> her to pack light. I told her to pack light and said, yes. don't put too much in your case because you are going to be taking some stuff home. Well, you know, Did you she can always to me get now? a box and ship it ahead of time. And then you don't That's have to worry true. about dragging it through the airport. See? That's true. Okay. So can we get to the important stuff? Yes. Let's talk about Victoria. Right. Tell us, what was she like when she was a little girl? Well, um, spill. Yes, quite a, a quite a, a character. Um, certainly, we always. I always felt that. Uh, well, I I used to be on the stage, so I suppose like a little bit like mother, like daughter, or whatever. Um, but I knew very well that that is what you know. If, if Victoria was at the Wimbledon High School and uh, she would liked to be the lead in everything. And if she wasn't quite, <laughs> if she wasn't quite the lead, uh, she wanted to know why. Um, Shocker. But I do have to say that during doing her, she, we, she did her um, O levels or GCSE, I think we call them. And then when she did her A levels, in the middle of her A, A levels, she learned the whole of Hamlet. She was Hamlet. I went to an all girls school, and so we did the production of Hamlet. Could you imagine? And so I played yeah. Hamlet. Oh, but she were she was a good Hamlet, don't you? Absolutely brilliant, yes. And until she was getting she was uh, getting to saying the the bit to be or not to be, which is what everybody's really waiting for. And the headmistress's uh, brother took a, f a flash photo. <laughs> Do you know if I really I'd hate to say that, but I could have killed him at that point. <laughs> <laughs> of That's course, I forgot my mom. words. Oh. He took a flash picture, and I was like, to be or not to be. Whether it is noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows. God, you, you see yeah, what, yeah. what a brain. She even remembers it um, now. That's amazing. Yeah, yes. and he um, 
No, to be or not to be, that is the question. Yes. That's, yes. That's, yeah, I see. Oh, my yes. gosh. No, and uh, it's of course, okay. you it flashed. Like 12 years ago, five years ago. I know, but I'm now getting hot and sweaty because I remember that moment. Oh, no. He flashed and, of course, I forgot everything. But I did pick it up pretty quickly. Yes. So you knew she was destined to do something in the public eye. Absolutely. Yes. So what do you think about what she's doing now, what she's become, the world's well, I'm not, biggest I'm, dog trainer? I'm thrilled because my mother w was uh, a great uh, dog lover. And uh, she got my mother got married in 1936. And the main person in the wedding photograph was not necessarily her new husband. <laughs> it was a dog sitting on her train. And there is a photograph of the, of this dog. It was a dandy Dinmont. Called Tuggy. And, called Tuggy. And uh, he was the main person. I don't know whether there were any bridesmaids. I don't remember seeing bridesmaids. All I remember is seeing that dog sitting on a train. <laughs> and that was. And really, my my mother. Yes, we we used to go out for the day with my with my Victoria and my other daughter Nicola, and we'd be go to the point to points, and we'd come back all very tired and very hungry. My golly, the dogs got fed first and we jolly well had to wait. <laughs> so she was destined to do what she's doing. Absolutely. It was always, yes, it was, I like to think, that, and I hope my mother's watching up there because she did love her dogs. She, um, if I can just go back a little bit and just say that my mother uh, did go to finishing school in Paris, all very smart with these chic girls and everything. And when she came back from Paris, you would think that she would do something. I didn't quite know what those girls in, in that sort of uh, that sort of families didn't really work. What did my mother do? She went off to work in the kennels. Oh. <laughs> she was a kennel maid. In fact, she, she, was, she, was, she set up one of the first grooming par parlors in London. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's all she wanted to do was to be. I mean, her father wanted her to be. The, the finishing school girl, mm -hmm. the debutante, the, the Miss Miss Perfect, because um, right. she was the only girl. And uh, but no, so she's brushing dogs. She just wanted to work as a kennel. Yes, you see, after That's four great. boys, there was this girl, and they're finishing school in Paris. Mm. She wasn't allowed to cut her plaits off, so she had to stick a plaits down her her, uh, her, her coat. Hair. Uh, her, her, sorry, yeah, her plaits hair. Are hair. Yes, plaits are <laughs> hair. Sorry, very long great. hair. And uh, when she got back, yes, yeah, she, she finishing school in Paris was not her scene. Right. What was her scene was to go and work in the kennels. Are you a dog lover dogs. as well? I am a dog lover. I'm afraid when my, my husband wasn't such a dog lover. So um, I used to have my own dog. It was a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Mm. And in those days, uh, with very little traffic, uh, we we used to walk around where we used to live in, in London, in South Kensington. And uh, her name was Velvet. And we went uh, and did our shop. And then one day I turned around and she disappeared. Somebody <gasps> had stolen her. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I was 15. And uh, that, that was disaster. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, we were in mourning. We oh, really yeah, were. And I was just about to take my uh, O-levels. Uh, yes, I think so. And I don't think we ever knew about things. I know that people do walk off with dogs now. Pro probably, yeah. I don't know how bad it is in the States. But uh, yes, and, uh, in, in, you know, upmarket South Kensington and there, my lovely, beautiful velvet Staffordshire Bull Terrier was stolen. We'd we'll like to think that maybe someone in the royal family took it, so Velvet spent the rest of his days Hopefully. in the palace. I don't well, you know. <laughs> maybe, because like it was relatively near the palace. Yeah, near Kensington um, Palace. Yeah. You so you were also, you were a ballerina. We know Victoria's told us all about that you were, yes. you had done ballet. Tell us about yes. your career as a ballet dancer. Well, I, I suppose I was always going to, to be a dancer from the age of three. 
Uh, I went to, you know, dance schools and this, uh, when we moved to another house, this, the lady, the ballet teacher said, your daughter, to my mother, your daughter ha- will will be a dancer, has to dance. And uh, that's what happened. I never looked back. I never thought that uh, I would ever do anything else. I just knew that I had to dance. Have you ever seen your mom dance, Vic? Um, well, I, she taught me for 13 years. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I was the best student was I mother oh well I was yes well I, I was on the stage for six seven I can't count seven years yeah uh but she then, was with the Royal Ballet she she trained wow. with the Royal Ballet and then she danced with the Royal Opera Ballet the Dutch National yes. Ballet what, we did a what lot of the, what we were very television. lucky we did a lot of television we did some of the first ballets ever seen on on television wow. um they were live performances as well um and we danced with Margot Fontaine and wow. which was wonderful Michael Soames um, and then an, another guy called Nikolai Fedechev, he was the first Russian to come outside the Iron Curtain to dance with the British company. And I remember being told where we were rehearsing that we were doing Giselle, the second act. And that when he arrived, this Russian, um, we actually had to continue rehearsing. And uh, my goodness me, when this gorgeous creature <laughs> came in through these doors, uh, wearing a, a full-length mink coat, I have to say, you must be joking. We did not. We all sort of fell on top of each other because we thought, gosh, he was so good looking. Um, he, Nadia Narina was a great British dancer. Um, they did lifts uh, with, you know, part of her, which is two dancers together. He would just pick her up and lift her almost with one hand as if she was like a feather. And it, it was awe-inspiring. It, it really wow. was. It was very exciting. And this this was the very early days of television. And I, I always remember Font- Margot Fontaine coming on to the set and there the you have these lights, vision on, sound on. And there was Margot Fontaine, Dame Margot Fontaine, I should say, was sitting on one of these seats uh, belonging to one of the television cameramen and chatting away to them. And I thought, how can she be so calm? Because I could hardly stand up. I was so nervous. <laughs> uh, and she danced beautifully. Um, yeah. And, and really, uh, Fontaine, and when Yuriev came over to mm-hmm. dance with Fontaine, yes, there, there was never a partnership quite quite like right, that. Right. Yes. What, uh, a couple of years ago for a certain birthday... And we won't say what birthday that was, Mum. But for a, a certain birthday, I wanted to find because Mum didn't have any of the footage of herself mm-hmm. dancing. Um, it was the black and white footage of X number of years ago, Thank and you. Um, we, it was difficult. There's no videos of it. So, but I went to the BBC archives, and there are places where you can try and find if that film still exists, mm-hmm. and we found it. <gasps> You do. I'd love to see it. And can you post some of it on the website? I do don't know think? if we um, can with copyright. And oh, with copyright. Copy thing, copyright. But, right, but uh, there's there's footage of my mother dancing wow. in one of the first televised battles. What was it like seeing that the for the first time? It was it was pretty special. Um, wow. I'd seen video of, of dance of my mother dancing in Penang because my grandfather and my grandmother split up, and so Mum really grew up without a, a father, and he went over to Malaysia, and um, became the judge of Penang. So 
when mum went over there she danced over there as well so I've seen that footage of of her dancing but it was also great to see that and of course you know I mean I I, I can still see that she's she she's the age she is yet she can still hold her head, her, her leg higher than mine that point of that foot is mm-hmm. incredible and of course mum had a ballet school for 35 years wow yeah. um and I attended the school as I said not the best student but <laughs> she has loads of little girls and boys have gone through her school and everybody knows you're quite strict Ma. I think that's where I get it from oh well you're, you're quite but, strict but, no nonsense but if you're going to uh, go in, in for something like well uh, anything in these days but for something like ballet you have to have a, an, an amazing discipline but I am very lucky also that I became I did come actually become a backstage tour guide at the Royal Opera House which oh. was absolutely fascinating i did 354 tours backstage and i also now work at the royal ballet school in richmond park as a museum guide and i went uh unfortunately when i was at the royal ballet school uh we were actually in the the school was in baron's court which was well baron's court is baron's court is near queen's club the tennis club and we had an underground railway one side and we had a main road the other side so the thought of going to this beautiful uh uh, Georgian mansion uh, in the middle of Richmond Park to go to school there was very, very exciting. And we were going at Easter, uh, no, we were going in January 1956. And um, sadly, unfortunately, um, over the Christmas holidays, uh, I think there was a workman up in the uh, roof and he set light to, to set fire to the roof. And unfortunately, the school didn't move uh, to uh, Richmond uh, until the September 1956. And I then became a student. And I stayed in Barron's Court. And much as I'm, I'm sure I really love Barron's Court, I would much rather have gone to uh, Richmond, uh, you know, White Lodge in Richmond Park. Wow. Um, it was it's built by, by well, it was really started being built by George the First, uh, and then uh, George the Second actually George the First died, and so George the Second moved in in um, 1730. And it's absolutely stunning. Um, and wonderful to watch the new students now. We do we do we do watch the students. We um, uh, greet a lot of the uh, mothers, uh, the parents rather, of the children working there. And there's a very good bond between the parents and the the uh, teachers because they're, they're, the work that these these dung dancers have to do is absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean much more much harder that, than even in my time we were only in 12 12 in a class and uh, now the Royal Ballet School there are about 130 children whereas in my day there were well, there were about 70 uh, in the wow. school so it, but it's still you know only 130 in this beautiful Georgian yeah, mansion yeah we go we go to open days I took Alex to the open day there last year the Royal Ballet open day it was pretty amazing and the standard I mean, of course it's standard right. it's, there's just no there was no hope in hell for me to be a ballet dancer um I want to, because these kids are just so talented, I just want to ask you um, uh, one more question, Mums. What's it like having um, a daughter on TV with dogs? Well, I, I look at it and, and I think, well, I can't believe it, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, she'd be, been watching Super Nanny, uh, Victoria had been watching Super Nanny, and uh, she suddenly had the idea, why can't I be a Super Nanny for dogs? And I think that her husband, uh, Van, uh, who's brilliant with sort of photography and things, they decided to do a small video uh, and uh, send it up to Channel 4. I was a trainer at this time, though. You must oh, she that, was? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yes, she 
she'd already done a lot of training with dogs, but then they suddenly realized, why couldn't she, you know, be a super nanny for dogs? So I got this telephone call one day, guess where I am? So I said, I don't know, uh, you know, um, I don't know, somewhere in America. And she said, no, I'm in Gloucester Road. Uh, I'm in London. And um, they, they, you know, Channel 4 liked the idea of us doing a dog program. So is, do you get a thrill when you see her on TV? Yes, I really <laughs> do. And my only regret is that my mother can't see it because I think, well, I, I like to think she's up there sort of seeing it because she would be absolutely thrilled. And I think what Victoria has done with this program has highlighted a great many um, problems, but she's highlighted a great many, uh, you know, wonderful things that, that a dog can bring into your lives. What, um, when you, you have to share the same last name, still well, so when you yeah. go places and they say still, do they go, are you related to Victoria? Oh, yeah, I do get that sometimes. I say, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> okay, so here's the big question. What was she like growing up? Was she kind of... You know, did she sneak out of the house? Was she a little, you know, she liked the boys? Was she, did she behave? I Come on, I like the boys. Out. What are you talking but about? But I'm saying, you know, like, was she a good girl or was she a naughty girl? Oh, that she was, no, she was a pretty good girl, actually. Pretty because, good. Yeah, yeah, she was, actually. And she was, well, because I didn't think she needed to be anything else because she, she didn't need to prove anything because, uh, A, that she was obviously gained quite a good, a, a really good actress. She looked good. Uh, and people really did immediately like her, so, so she, she didn't need to go too wild. She didn't get grounded often? No, no. She didn't and get I in think, trouble? No, I she didn't there, steal Are the you car. probing? <laughs> Look at this. Did, did you, mother? No, actually, I don't think, I, I don't think. I don't think you ever grounded she did, me. She, no, I didn't. Nope. Really? No. Good as well, gold. After 18, it was all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. I think that... Um, she was very busy, you know, certainly at Wimbledon High School, uh, they had to work very hard because it's, so she was a good it's also an extremely, a, extremely academic as well. So yes. What's wrong with her? Something's got to be wrong with her. She's oh, perfect. Wrong. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think, really. Um, she's really trying no. to think. No, she's she's been great because we're very much sim we're very similar. Oh yeah, you do. You know, you look we're alike. both we're yes. both extra fairly extrovert. We both uh, love have loved being on the stage. Um, we don't find it difficult. I think the first time I was ever on the stage was actually was probably at the Royal Opera House. Yeah, that was a bit scary. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> As yeah. Victoria talked but about. Once yeah. you get over the first scary bit, once you're on that stage, you're you're in in with the kicks performance. In. It kicks in, and you're just there for the excitement and the thrill, and and there's nothing like it. The adrenaline flows. <laughs> you're definitely your mom's daughter. I think I think my mother's forgotten all of those times. I know. I'm, I'm not, really irritated. She's just, her. I'm really she's just her. trying to protect your reputation. But here's the deal. No, she's going to be around for a few more days. <laughs> I'm going to get it out of her, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get my witness with me, somebody to back it up. <laughs> well, mums, we're going to be doing. See, I call her mum's mother. Yeah, um, we're going to be doing a quiz, and this the quiz that we do on the podcast is where I always ask Holly questions that I know she's never going to be able to answer, right. and it's mostly about dog so questions. Much fun. But yes. I thought because it's Christmas time, it's holiday time, so I'm going to ask her not just questions about Christmas, okay. but questions about Hanukkah as well, because of course right, Holly's yes. Jewish. So I thought you'd like to come and be part of that uh, help quiz me. as well. Okay. In other words, please help her. She needs support. <laughs> yes. She doesn't know very much. Let's jump right into the Let's Embarrass and Humiliate Holly segment. 
open your notebook, sharpen your pencil, and get ready. You're about to attend Victoria's Animal Academy. Here we go with the quiz. <laughs> she likes this part because she's the smart one, and yes. you'll find out us not so much. Oh. Okay. okay, bring so we're it, gonna sister. Do, okay, we're gonna do some uh, Hanukkah and Christmas. Um, oh, we should have some jingle bells in the background. We should. Do we have a jingle? That's right. Okay. Oh, um, wait, hold on. Our fabulous producer's on it. Okay. Oh, let's have Victoria in the background. Oh, no, listen. your daughter the Alex. Little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. She is like pitch perfect. No, I'm being all I'm being all serious here. She can sing. I get it all on this podcast. Right. I know, you know, and I keep wow. we sung for so long together, and I sing her lullabies every night. That's our ritual. We do we do a book at bedtime, and then um, we sing lullabies. I but, sing her a lullaby. Now she sings to me. She puts I, me to sleep. She, but I mean, I'm telling you, the girl can sing. Like, there's a lot of kids. Like, oh, that's cute. Oh, isn't that sweet? She is good. Mm-hmm. You need to start grooming her now. Well, I'm saying I want to play her Cosette. I want her to play Cosette in Le Miserable. Yes. She sings that there is a castle on a cloud. I like to mm-hmm. go there in my sleep. She sings that beautifully. One of my choreographers a long time ago was years, Jean Valjean in The Traveling Cast. <gasps> Well, Love that. I, it's my favorite musical. Uh, what you don't know about me is that I was uh, a dresser for Le Miserable when I was 18. And then for three years on and off, I worked on the crew. And you know the barricades that come? Mm-hmm. That's what I used to do. Uh, apart from other things on the crew, I would sit and operate the barricades. Do Did you, know? you ever have any misfires? Oh, do you know how many times I crashed those things? <laughs> I crashed those babies. This is in the London stage in the West End. Wow. Okay. I crashed those things many, many times. Sometimes, <laughs> twice, the show had to come to a halt because I crashed it. <laughs> That wasn't yep. your forte. Not my forte. Oh, anyway, okay. here we go. Don't right. dodge the quiz because here we go. Okay. It's pretty easy. Oh well, says the. <laughs> well, you should know the Hanukkah ones. Yes. Yeah, so this is Christian says to the Jew. I'll get okay. the Hanukkah ones. You get the Christmas okay. ones. Okay. All right. So this is this is this is for my mother. Mm-hmm. What Christmas bat? And I'm going to give you four four answers. All right. Four. Okay. Multiple, multiple choice. choice. Oh, that's easier. What Christmas ballet is the most famous of all? One, Rudolph's surprise. Two, the Nutcracker. Three, Mr. and Mrs. Claus, or four, Frosty goes to New York. Nutcracker. That was a really easy one. (laughs) Well done. As long as they're easy like that all the time, I'm away. Okay. Number two, where was Mummy kissing Santa Claus, that song? I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Underneath On the the... corner, in the bedroom, under the mistletoe, or in the dark alley? Under the mistletoe. Oh, yes. It's really easy when you give us multiple choice. I love it. No more uh, producers like saying, eh, no more multiple choice. We'll see if we can't get it, then give us options. What do you mean no more uh, multiple choice? 
Oh, he thinks it's ma- he thinks you're making he's, it too easy. Well, it's fine. We'll do it without look. the multiple choice. And then all right. Well, okay, Holly. Yeah. The term. What does the term Hanukkah stand for? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want the story of Hanukkah? No, I just <laughs> want to know the, the term Hanukkah. What does it stand for? Eat latkes, drink Manischewitz, open presents, and remember Judah the Maccabee. And um, most of all, brush your teeth before you go to bed. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it stands for dedication in Hebrew. Oh, oh okay. And recalls the Maccabees' rededication yes. of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem after they won the battle with the Greeks for control over their holy site. Well, I knew Surely. that. I told you I could do the story of Judah Maccabee. I know I'm not that bad of a Jew. Okay. But um, Judah Maccabee, the Jews were being persecuted. They got to a temple. They found a little oil. The oil should have only lasted one night, and it lasted eight nights miraculously until they could be rescued. And it was Judah the Maccabee who was the strong. And we were outnumbered, and our temple stood, and it was wonderful. That's why we light eight candles don't mess with the jews <laughs> <laughs> okay um See, i okay. do know my holiday um shamed but did you know for most of its history that hanukkah was a minor holiday and it only gained popularity in the late 1800s and now it's one yeah. of the most celebrated jewish holidays in the calendar because we saw y'all opening presents and we said hey Damn, <laughs> i want some of that all right um, how many candles does it take altogether to observe all the eight nights of the Hanukkah festival? Do you want me to give you the answer? I wouldn't know. I'm so sorry. Oh, nine. Is she right? Well, it says it takes 44 candles. Here. Oh, you mean every night. I thought you meant in the last night. Yes, all yes. Observe, to observe all the eight nights of oh, the Hanukkah festival. Oh, I'm sorry. I, well, first of all, I can't do math, so I'm sorry to leave you, lead you astray. Oh, I wouldn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, because on the first night you have this sh- what's called the shamus, which is the candle which you use to light all the other candles. And so you have that one, and the first night you do one, and then you have the shamus and two. So see the math, so it'd have to be like, that would be three, four, and then you have the shamus and then three, five. See what I'm saying? Like that would have been a lot. <laughs> We'd have been here till New Year's. So um, yes, and you know that you don't blow the candles out. You make sure that they burn all the way down. There's no blowing out those oh, candles. Oh, okay. No, I had no idea. There you go. So do not see? go to someone's Hanukkah party and go, oh, don't want this to catch fire. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> okay. No, I'm glad you said that because I'd come over to yours. And... Exactly. All right. Um. What rain, which reindeer's name, one of Santa's reindeers, starts with a B? A reindeer's name? One of Santa's. And there's Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and, and Vixen. Oh, Donner and... I don't know. This is like naming the dwarves. No. Donner and something and something you, you and me Blitzen. There. there you go. But what? who's the ones after Donner? Oh, I have no idea. Really? Donner, and that's it. No, there's Dancer and Prancer and Happy Guy. How many does he Vixen? need? How many does Santa need? <laughs> right. Greedy man. That's right, right, right. He needs, right. Lose, needs to lose a bit of weight, and then he wouldn't need so many reindeers to pull his sleigh. <laughs> okay. I'd forgotten they all had names. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, hey, reindeer number one, you're slacking. Pull it up. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so, actually, that was one of my. Okay. I think I'm out. You're out of questions? I, well, I am. No Kwanzaa? No, what's what's Kwanzaa? <gasps> it's the African-American holiday. It was created in the 60s. What Celebr- is it? It celebrates... Uh, 
Can you tell me? in life. And well, hang on a second. Let me get my iPhone here. Get on Wikipedia. Um, it is. Um, it is the African American holiday. That was. I think it was founded around the 1960s, if I'm not mistaken. Do a Wikipedia search, I'm and it celebrates it. the bounty. And I know there's always a lot of fruit, and it's very joyous, and music, and freedom, and it's a beautiful holiday. So yeah. So okay. Yeah. Kwanzaa, which yeah. is. Um, Oh, a celebration of family, community, See, and culture. That's it. Family, community, culture. And I knew there was food in there, too, because I've been to celebrations. All right. So it's celebrated by millions throughout the world, um, African community. It brings a cultural message which speaks to the best of what it means to be African and human. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful message. A great holiday. See? And is it the holiday? Is it over this holiday season too? It comes around that same time. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure when or how they do it. I know because because um, Hanukkah is according to a different calendar. It's mm. it's the Jewish calendar, so that's why it varies, you know, every year. So it's not on Christmas, like you know, Christmas is the 24th and 25th. Okay. Um, okay. Can I um, ask you just a couple more questions? Yes. What was the name of Scrooge's dead business partner? Oh. Oh, golly. No, it's not Marley. Josiah Wedgwood. It was Marley? Yes. It was Marley, not Josiah Wedgwood. No. Uh, Who's Jacob? Josiah Wedgwood? Isn't Josiah Wedgwood? No. Didn't he make pottery? Wedgwood. <laughs> well, he was one of your cool kings. <laughs> um, Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley, quite That's right. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Okay, and who tried to steal Christmas from the Who's of Whoville in the 1966 cartoon based on the Dr. Zeus story? Mum won't know this. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I have a picture with me in the Grinch. I'm going to pull it up on my phone. I do. Can we put that online? Something 39 and a half inch. That was not, that was not, that was a hot, sorry. Pull it up. Pull up the words. There is a words in there. Something about a sleigh or something that was 39. I'm just going to not talk anymore. <laughs> uh, what, uh, okay, look, I'm going to give you another question. What Christmas food is um, what Christmas food is made from marsh warts? Is it what's made? Vernie, from I don't what? know. Marsh warts. <laughs> the only thing I can think of would be a fruitcake because that's the only hot food I know. But I don't even know what a marsh wort is. Uh, nothing like min- <laughs> mince pies or something. <laughs> Let's make this up, Bernie. Okay, how about yeah, okay. this? Um, um, the only Christmas food that's made, it's made from marsh wort, is, is the food we- that they generally give to the young urchins on the street you know, like Oliver and his friends, yeah. because it's damp, and in the dampness, those marsh warts grow. So they would make gruel out of it for, for, for what? That's not right. There. What, <laughs> no, what's going I... on? What's going on? I don't even remember we, the question. We desperately <laughs> try to search for the answer. We don't know. Cranberry sauce. Oh, thank goodness for that. Cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce. I thought I had the answer, but I didn't, so we were desperately trying to search for it. I liked my answer better. Cranberry you didn't even sauce. hear my answer. Somebody's at the door. <laughs> Somebody's at the door of our studio. Oh, no, please don't tell me it's the Grinch. I'd have to leave. Well, then maybe yeah. on that note, we should say goodbye. Should Happy, say holidays goodbye. And <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. What day is it? It could be Santa. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Don't forget, you, you can email us, podcast at positively.com. 
follow Victoria at Facebook.com slash Victoria Stillwell. And follow her on Twitter, Twitter.com slash E. It's me or the dog. I want to thank my mother so much. It was so nice to meet you. For being here and for being on this podcast. Well, thank this. you for having me on. I, I think really, you I really enjoyed it. You've heightened the tone. Please come back to the States <laughs> soon. We could use some more culture. Oh, I that you oh, I'm sure I'll be back very soon. We look yeah, forward thank, to it. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks to our listeners who have supported us through 2011. There's going to be so much more in 2012. Everybody have a very, very blessed, healthy, happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoy your Kwanzaa. And uh, let us know what you want in 2012. What can we be doing? I think this is like we'll spend a week and figure out what do you want to hear next year and we'll do it. Meantime, look out for that elf on a shelf. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at It's Me or the Dog. This Positively Podcast has been brought to you by Pets Ad Life, who encourage you to get a pal for your pet. Visit PetsAdLife.org or the Pets Ad Life Facebook page to learn more. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.